This podcast discusses difficult topics that may not be appropriate for all listeners. We are not doctors or therapists. None of our content should be construed as medical advice, nor as a substitute for professional help. Names and other specific identifying details are often changed for the privacy and protection of our guests. Our guests' experiences are shared as they experienced them. Opinions may not reflect the opinions of Beck and Ella or this podcast. There will also be adult language used. Lots of it. Listener discretion strongly advised. Hello and welcome back to our show. How are you doing, Ella? I'm doing all right. How are you, Beck? I'm, g- I'm good. How's your week? <laughs> <laughs> that's how our week is. Talking oh, over each that's other. That's how our week is. Yeah. A world of shit. <laughs> These goddamn planets. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, yeah. Almost over, everyone. September 3rd's coming. That's when Venus gets out of the microwave. <laughs> Yeah. Well, apparently August 20th is supposed to be a little bit better, even though it's still going to be in retrograde. 20th, we're supposed to get a little bit of relief. Good. I hope so. so thank God. I'm ready Shit's for been it. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we have Alex with us this week. How are you, Alex? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. She is going to tell us about her monster-in-law. So welcome, Alex, and tell us how you met your husband. We met, so I was living back in my hometown, and he was actually on a military rotation in my hometown because we have a really nice hospital that he was doing some training at. They had put the guys up into the apartments because it's cheaper that way than getting them hotels because they stay there for so long. So he was living in this apartment and I was moving in at the same time he was moving in and we just met moving into our apartments. We were a couple, couple apartments down from each other and just we're inseparable ever since and we ended up getting married six months later Uh (laughs) and and yeah we've been married for four years and it's going good but I met my (laughs) (laughs) monster-in-law my husband and I were distanced for a little bit since he was just in my hometown for work so when he went back we had stayed, you know, dating over FaceTime and we had we would travel to see each other and he asked me you know, only like a month in, he's like, do you want to go back to my hometown and meet my family? And I was like, sure. So I went out there, met the monster-in-law. She was amazing. Um, Got along super well. And I now look back and realize that I wasn't a threat yet. (laughs) So that's why she's like, oh, this is just another girl, you know, whatever. Because he had never actually had a serious relationship before me either. We met pretty young. We met when we were 22 and he was in the military. So this was like his first relationship that ended up being serious. So I think at the time, only having been together a month when I met them, you know, she wasn't worried (laughs) about anything yet. Right. And she was super nice. She was a handful, I could tell, but I was like, you know, that's just her personality. She's a lot. It was fine. She would text me and say, I adore you, things like that. Well, fast forward to December. This was six months later, me and my husband got married in December. How'd she take the news that you were getting married? They, our whole family was really supportive. Okay. I was raised by my dad and I'm the only daughter and my dad met my now husband and was like, he's the one. Everybody just felt very sure about it. She seemed fine. Well, we got married in his hometown. And so let's see, my monster-in-law, somehow we had found out that she had been texting his ex, he had dated this girl for two months, she cheated on him. And it was just a little fling. But you know, obviously, he broke it off. Well, a couple months later, she had texted him and said, I'm pregnant. And he was like, what does that have to do with me? (laughs) And she was like, (laughs) he was like, well, it's yours. And he was like, that doesn't make sense. We haven't been together. So she was pretty persistent. This is yours. And he was like, let's go to the hospital and get the blood work and see how long you've been pregnant and get a timeline down and see if that's even possible. But his mother-in-law had been, I think the ex had must have texted her or something, told her, you know, I'm pregnant. Somehow we found out they had been texting. My husband was like, absolutely not. You do not need to be talking to her. Don't ever text her again. She cheated on me. That's why we, (laughs) why would you want to stay in contact with her? Right. So, you know, we thought that was done and over with. Well, then in February, I see on Instagram, I was having one of those nights where I'm like, I'm going to go 
creep on my husband's ex. I'm feeling right? insecure. <laughs> I went in. We all do it. <laughs> I went and looked at her Instagram and I see my mother-in-law. She's had this baby at this point. My mother-in-law has been commenting on all of her posts saying like, you're gorgeous, all this stuff. So I confront my mother-in-law about it. I'm like, what's the deal with this? And she's like, well, she says that it's your husband's baby. You know, I just, I want to be there for her. If I'm, if I'm the grandma, like da, 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 da. And I was like, well, one, my husband said, do not talk to her again. And if that's the case, and she really is still thinking this is his baby, why has she not texted him? Well, me and my husband realized that because his mom has a shopping problem, she's addicted to shopping. His ex is like, ooh, I get I get money and she buys things for me. Right. So that's why she's staying in touch with her. So my mother-in-law had been buying her baby stuff and buying all this stuff. My husband's pissed. He's like, this is not my baby. So he texts his ex and says, we're getting a DNA test. This baby's born. We don't need to, de- you know, whatever. So me, my husband, and his ex all meet up. And get this DNA test. I bet that wasn't awkward at all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I think we were just, because I have a crazy ex too. So most people I think would judge my husband in a situation like this. But I did not because I have been through a crazy ex. And I was like, I do. I have no doubt in my mind this girl is actually crazy because. Right. I've been there where I'm like, please believe me. (laughs) We get the DNA test and it's not his. He's not the father. He's like, I know I've known this the whole time. Like this is, you know, but at least we have that peace of mind. You are not the father. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it was literally like I opened I opened the email and I'm like shaking. I'm like, am I about to be a stepmom? <laughs> I was like, this is the craziest situation I've ever been in. But fast forward, it's not his. We've known this. We are like, why is this? Why is she even still in our lives? And she's in our lives because the mother-in-law let her stay relevant. Even after the test, like even after there's proof that it's not her grandchild, even after she had still been messaging. I think there was one other time when my husband was like, please don't talk to her anymore. I'm not kidding. This is going to be bad if you keep talking to her. Well, we find out we're really close with my father-in-law. We both are. And we had even told him this needs to stop. We find out one more time. She's still messaging her. My husband at this point, is pissed, you know, messages his mom basically says, I'm going to cut you out of my life. Like this has gone too far. You don't respect me. You don't respect my wife. This is ridiculous. Good for him because most guys won't stand up to their mothers like that. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. I am so blessed. He is so not blind to it. And I think, I think a big part of it too, is because he has grown up seeing She's done a lot of things in her life that have caused drama. I mean, I really believe she's a narcissist. I think he's just seen it firsthand so many times. They don't have a very good relationship because the only time he's ever been grounded in his entire life is when he unfriended her on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) All of her friends saw her son didn't want to be her friend on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't tell you, but (laughs) so yeah, so he I mean, he totally defended me. She calls me raging saying I'm immature. My other sister in law would never treat her like this and let her and you know come between her son and that I just she'll never be as close with me because I'm just so young and immature my other sister-in-law just understands and all this stuff well of course I go tell my husband here's this lovely phone call I had with your mother and a lot of this keep in mind my husband is like gone for work in the military and out in the field and things like that so I'm dealing with this I'm dealing with his mom when she knows that he's not around to stand up for me a lot of the time. So he's hearing it from me later and being like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And so (laughs) finally, she's not winning this battle because he just keeps choosing me. And, and finally, she comes to the terms like, I've got to apologize. She's like, my husband's mad at me. My son doesn't want to have a relationship with me anymore. Like, I've got to apologize or else we're just going to have a broken family at this point. Right. She texts him and sends this big, long apology. 
never apologizes to me. My husband is like, I don't want to forgive her. I really want to cut her out of our life. I feel completely disrespected. And my husband's the type, like, you wrong him, you are out. <laughs> you know? So I really believe like he really would cut her out. But I'm like, we're so close with the rest of the family. I just don't it's better to keep the peace, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't want it to affect our family. I want to still go see everybody at the holidays and things like that. We just have this now in the back of our mind to be careful. Just a boundary. Yeah. Create that boundary. Yes, exactly. I admire people who can just like cut people off. I can't do that. Like, I'm Me either. just way too, I don't know if nice is the word or forgiving or what, but yes. people can do shit to me over and over again. And I'm like, I will totally justify it in my mind. I'll think about their childhood and all of the things that have led to this point. And then I feel bad for them. And I'm like, they didn't mean it. They're not an asshole, really. So I'll just let them do it 500 more times. <laughs> I am the type where I can't cut you out because I hate that feeling of I have drama with somebody, but I will hold that grudge right. forever. <laughs> I'll never forget what you did to me. <laughs> oh, I have no problem letting someone go. I'm like, <laughs> bye. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ella's good at that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm really good at it. Not. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's a love and hate relationship. So she, you know, apologized. We moved forward. And ever since then, there's been little passive comments and things like that. So basically a big boundary that we had set with his mom and we had made, he had set, I kind of let him talk. I don't talk to her. I let him deal with it because anything that I would have an opinion about or say or set a boundary with, she would just think I'm turning her son against her. Or I'm, you know, I'm the cause. So I let him do it. Well, and really, it's his responsibility. That's true. I mean, that's his parent. It shouldn't ever be the spouse's responsibility to be taking that on. Mm -mm. It's just not. Yeah. So it's awesome that he does that. Oh, my gosh. I know that. I think about because I'll read these monster-in-law stories. And I'm like, I am so blessed that my husband is not naive and a mommy's boy to just let somebody treat me like that. That'd be awful. Can you imagine like as much as you love him and you don't want to end it with him, but like if he just let her do that or like couldn't see it, you know, mm. like just thought, man, mm -hmm. I don't think so. that would be hard. I just, I don't think I could do it because at the end of the day, I do think in a marriage, your spouse comes before anyone else. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like your family and stuff, like love them. You shouldn't ever have to pick. But it is a different type of love. And, you know, if, if your family really right. wants what's best for you, they're not going to make you pick. You know, it's, it shouldn't be a competition like that. Right. right. No, that shouldn't be. No. So we one of the boundaries we had set was don't ever put me and my husband in a position where we need to keep secrets from each other or whatever. Because they were trying to, when I had first originally found out that his mom was messaging his ex, she was like, well, he's busy and stressed with work right now. Like, don't tell him yet. Wait till, you know, wait till I can talk to him and blah, blah, blah. And I did think about it for like a day. I was like, you know, I don't want to cause him stress. And then I was like, no, she just wants to prolong him finding out because, you know, I'm like, she's putting me in a crappy position where I have to lie and know this thing is going on and not confide in my husband. And so I told him, you know, by the way, they don't want me to tell you. And by they, I mean, like his parents, because, you know, his dad was kind of like, Oh, yeah, that will probably stress him out. Well, his dad was probably actually thinking about him. Yeah. And his well being. His mom was thinking about maybe if I get her to lie to him, and he finds out he's going to be mad at her. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, like it was a tactic to hurt your relationship. Yeah. And I think she was trying to just, hopefully it'll just go away. She's like, I'll tell him. She was going to kick that can <laughs> down the street as far as she could, you know? He was pissed, of course. He's like, they they want you to keep a secret from me? Like, he was like, by the way, don't ever do that. If something is going on, always tell me. Like, you should never be sitting there feeling like you can't come to me about something. But that was one of the big boundaries. He was like, right. don't ever put us in a position where we feel the need to keep secrets from each other. Uh, he's like, we are a team. We do not do that. You know, that's just going to hurt our relationship. That's awesome. His mom would start saying things like, 
I was gonna, I was gonna get him something for his birthday, but like, I feel like if I tell you, like, you know, you guys don't keep secrets. So, oh my god, <laughs> that's a little bit different. <laughs> that's not what he meant. <laughs> yeah, just things like that. Just passive aggressive. Very. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And so, just little things like that. Uh, I think it was at Christmas this past year. She has this friend who uh, is in amazing shape, has an amazing body, works really hard for it, but has fake boobs. Who cares? Right. To each their own. Right. And so does she. So actually, this what? doesn't even make sense. Right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so she is sitting here. She pulls me in, you know, she always pulls me aside to talk to me because, you know, she can't ever say things in front of other people because if she needs to change her story, you know, she's right. got she can't. <laughs> so she's standing there telling me about how she's like, her friend is like curvy and like has a big butt and big boobs, but like, it's, you know, whatever, like that's not what's attractive and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here like, I have big boobs. I, you know, whatever. Like, I'm just like, what do you mean? Well, then the next day, I can't, she's basically talking about how unattractive this girl is, even though it's all insecurity. And it's like her best Wait, friend. Wait, is it her friend? And she's talking <laughs> shit about her? Yes, it is her. I mean, if you want to call it a friend. So then we're sitting on the couch the next day. And his mom goes, you know, you actually, you have the same body. I'm so <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Why don't we just upstairs talking yesterday? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't, I don't mean it like mm -hmm. that. I'm just saying, like, I, it's not my preferred body. <laughs> You're just digging yourself into a hole, right? Now. You should just stop talking. <laughs> well, and you're like very into fitness, right? Yes. And so. Yeah, so like she knows that that's going to be a hot button for you because it's you have a healthy lifestyle and you are really into fitness. So like she knows that that's going to like hit you in the a soft spot. Yes, totally, totally. And I and that's another thing too is I am very confident. I I have come a long way with that, and so I don't. It doesn't really shake me. Right. Thank the Lord because a lot of people it would, and so I'm just like more so. I just look at her and I'm like. Do you not see, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, I'm just confused, I think, more than anything, <laughs> like, you know, but we have all kinds of that same, that same Christmas, she actually, and I mean, this was this past Christmas at this point, my husband and I had been married for like, however long, three, four years at that point, and she pulls him aside and she's and she's like, can I talk to you for a second? Makes him go up into, into the room. Again, no witnesses. Again, no witnesses. Yes. Yeah. And she says, I'm just having a really hard time with you, like choosing her over me. I'm not used to not being the number one woman in your life. And I just don't understand because like the two other daughter-in-laws, She's like, they both have their moms in their life, which I don't. I was raised by my dad. And so I don't know the point of that comment, but I think she was basically getting at like the other two daughter-in-laws let the their, you know, spouses be mommy's boys, but I don't let him be a mommy's boy. But you're not in control of but him. But you're not, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's not like you're letting him or not letting him. This is his choice. But in her head, that's why I'm a threat. You know, that's why I'm a threat because, and it's not, and it's not, he, I have never had to tell him how to thank the Lord. But I have never had to. And so, you know, to us, we both know that's just how he is. But to her, she thinks that it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense why every, everyone would not just be obsessed with her or want her to be number one like you know and so so he was like he basically said I'm gonna cut this conversation right here that's my wife you know standing up for me again he and he knows how she is and he was just like that I'm never going to choose you over my wife and he has to just basically put 
put that in her head. It's not going to happen. You can bring me up here by myself and try to manipulate me. It's not going to happen. She comes downstairs from their conversation. She's crying. I'm like, what happened? Because I didn't know what they went up there to talk about. And, you know, he told me later what she was saying. And I think a big, I don't know if this term is appropriate or not, but like emotional incest. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Explain it to us. So basically it's, and it's most common in mother and son relationships, but it does happen in father daughter relationships. But basically it's where the parent fulfills their emotional needs through their children that they should be getting from a partner. Mm. So um, it's not anything like physical or inappropriate, you know, beyond that, but it's, it's emotional. So like, if you would normally go to your spouse, or if you would go to a boyfriend or girlfriend, and you know, they would give you your validation and your, you know, those kinds of things, you instead get it from your children, because you're not getting it from a partner. So a lot of the times, that's why you'll see moms that are obsessed with their sons, because no one will love their son like mom will mm. or, you know, like, and then when the sons are like, I, I love my mom, she's my number one, or, you know, like that kind of thing that fills that, that emotional void. Gotcha. The moms or the parent is looking for. And so she's got three boys and a husband. Yes. So she's always been the head bitch in charge. Yes. For so long. Yes. And she doesn't work. And he, my father-in-law is an angel. He's a heaven sent. I feel like that is why my husband is so amazing. He saw a very strong male role model growing up, but he doesn't set a boundary with his wife. And so they, he just gets walked all over all the time. And he's a very, I think I shouldn't speak for him, but I, I don't see respect and I can see it leading to unhappiness in their relationship. They've been together for years and years. And I think he has just kind of come to the term that that's the way it is. It probably has happy wife, happy life. Yeah. That generation's that way for sure. But like, it probably is also like he doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And I think he doesn't want to break up the family. Right. But also doesn't want to like piss her off and deal with meltdowns and wrath. The wrath of it all. What are your sister-in-laws like? Amazing. And that, and one of them, one of them is a lot like me. She is also not the favorite and she, but she is very peace, love, happiness. She's the type that she would just rather not even be around them. She lets things just kind of slide. Yeah. Roll off her back. Yes. Whereas my other one has, I love her to death, but she knows how to work the money and the free daycare and that kind of stuff. So I think I think she enjoys my mother-in-law's company because she knows how to play the system, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And she also, I don't feel like her relationship with my brother-in-law is one that is very like passionate over the moon. So she's kind of okay with not being the number one woman, as long as the other things in her life are taken care of. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think she just kind of in her world, she would rather be with somebody who's just like, they're pretty happy. And she gets the things that she wants out of life. And she gets along with everybody. And it's just a very, a very like pretty happy life. Whereas like, It's just not me and my husband. Me and my husband are passionate. Like we, when we argue, we're passionate, everything about it. So if somebody crosses a boundary, we're the opposite of the type to let it slide. Right. Right. Well, and you're also like, our listeners can't see you, but you're like very rock and roll, you know, tattooed and you're all (laughs) jacked from all the working out you do. So like you definitely look like someone you don't want to mess with. (laughs) And he's the same way. (laughs) So it's just who we are, you know. And and I think there is a downside to that, though, too. I think my life could be a lot happier if I keep the peace and let things slide. There's a balance. Everything's a balance. There's a balance that I haven't figured out yet. But (laughs) what's your sun sign? 
My son is Leo. Which explains everything. There it is. There it is. And let me make it a little bit worse. My moon is a Scorpio, so I'm bipolar. (laughs) So I yeah, Sun Leo, Moon, Scorpio, rising, Aries. Oh, that's a lot yeah, that's a lot of fire there for you. Ella, what's my moon sign? Yours is Taurus. Oh, Scorpio is my rising. rising. Yeah, she's my res. She has she has to remind me of these things. I ha- I but I'm like I'm a Leo Scorpio have- also, but it's not in the same. Yeah, but you have what? That's um, earth, fire, and water. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, real fun to live with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's balance. That's balance. That's a good that's balance. balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine is fire, air, earth. So I got to get balanced too. <laughs> yeah you're a you're a gemini right yeah 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 my husband is a double aquarius and then leo so very stubborn oh yeah like you know totally doesn't take any crap <laughs> no. what's your mother-in-law do you know capricorn oh so I don't, mm. yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know a lot about capricorns they're very um kind of type a but you know it's by way or no way i think yes oh yeah yes <laughs> that would make a lot of sense she had i think i had said she has a shopping problem and you know she doesn't work and she has planned a probably at this point it's probably gotten closer to the twenty thousand dollar range family cruise that me and my husband were not invited to and she said she this was a a whole other thing she said because my father-in-law was like did you invite them and she was like yeah I invited them and then she texted me and said hey (laughs) but you probably can't go because your husband's in the military right (laughs) (laughs) well this trip isn't for another year and I don't know, <laughs> but thank you for covering. So then whenever she, whenever she was on the phone with me and my husband in front of the father-in-law, she had said, yeah, because I invited you guys and you couldn't go, right? And, I, and my husband was like, was like, did she invite us? I was like, man, do I, do I start drama right now? Or <laughs> do I put my dog? But she, she has planned this whole trip. It is a themed trip that is very themed for only her liking. And I don't want to say just because it's so specific that I think it would give it away. But she's spent almost $20,000 for everyone to go on this trip that nobody wants to go on. She, And that's the other thing, too. There's been so much money that has been allocated, constantly buying things for my brother and sister-in-law who, you know, for them or the kids or whatever. And then me and my husband get nothing. We're not entitled to anything. We don't expect anything. But when it's unbalanced like that, and then they, they try to say things like, oh, like, we're not the favorite or things are fair or whatever. Those are the times we're like, mm. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You guys are about to go on a twenty thousand dollar trip, right? Not <laughs> unpaid for. Where is he in the your husband in the birth order? The baby. Gotcha. You would think he would be the most spoiled, but I think because of just his nature and being so not easily manipulated, right? He's not an energy source for her. Yeah, it's caused the. It's always caused a drift in their relationship. Um, I think they were pretty close when he was a kid just because he was the baby and he kind of had to go wherever she went. She was a stay-at-home parent. Um, So, you know, she was running errands and things. Of course, he would be going with her. But then as he started to get older, she would, you know, do things like adding his his girlfriends from like middle school and stuff on Facebook and (laughs) just doing those kinds of things that are just like, why are you in, in my business? She still keeps in touch with a lot of his exes. I actually had one of his exes pop up on my Facebook the other day as someone you may know, because (laughs) we have her as a mutual friend. I was like, thanks for that. (laughs) Love that. Those are so annoying. (laughs) I know. And me and my husband, we didn't have a uh, 
a real wedding. Like we just had a courthouse wedding. That's what we wanted. We didn't want to, our families live all over the country and it's expensive. We were like, we don't want to deal with the drama. We knew there would be drama. And so we got married at the courthouse and our families were kind of, they were supportive, but really wanting us to have a wedding. And we were like, you know, if you guys aren't going to pay for it, you know, and we might eventually, but at the time, she would make comments all the time about how my sister-in-law let her wear whatever she wanted to her wedding and how my sister-in-law is so cool because she lets her do whatever she wants and all this stuff. So if I'm ever planning on having a wedding, just by the way, your really cool sister-in-law lets me do whatever I want. I could totally see her showing up to your wedding in a white dress like that totally looks like a wedding dress. I know, I know she would. And you know what? Everyone's showing up in a white wedding dress then because that's just the way we're going to play that. (laughs) No way, because I, I would not put it past her at all. If you do ever have like an actual wedding event, don't call it a vow renewal. Every time I see somebody do a vow renewal, I always joke to my husband. I'm like, Ooh, look, it's their pre-divorce. Oh, is that a thing? (laughs) And within like two years, they're divorced every time. (laughs) It's like people do that when they want to have that, like things are not going well and they're Mm -hmm. like trying to save it. So they're like, let's just do this vow renewal. Just call it an anniversary party. Oh, that's good to know. Earn a a wedding. Yeah, because we were like, (laughs) we feel like we can't call it a wedding since we've been married. At that point, like when we would have it, we would be married for like five years. So we were like, can you still call it a wedding? Anniversary party. Just have a big ass anniversary party that's like like a wedding. That's so funny. That's good to know. It's it's uh I feel like vow renewals are right up there with joint Facebook profiles. You know, it's like that that's the <laughs> Yeah, it's like bad juju, like controlling, like you have to be mine. <laughs> so possessive. Honestly, the Leo in me would though. Right? <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Total side note, one of my um, friends this week was in a business with someone that totally screwed them over. And so I went to their business page to unfollow it because I'm trying to be supportive of my friend and like the partner stole, you know, the whole business. And so because I'm nosy, I have to click on, you know, the partner's Facebook and like Uh scope her out. And she's got a joint Facebook profile with her husband. (laughs) And so I messaged my friend and I said, just as a life rule, don't go into business with someone who has a joint Facebook (laughs) profile with their partner because they don't even trust each other. They don't. There's zero (laughs) trust. Her husband doesn't even trust her. So like, it's not going to go well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You thought you could read that person like a book just on the Facebook page. (laughs) The stereotypes are real. They're there for a reason. Uh You had mentioned um, the other day to me something about your mother-in-law talking about your husband's current deployment. Oh. You got to tell that story. (laughs) So, see, I have so many stories at this point. It's just like, what do you want to know? Because I've got a story for it. (laughs) Tell them all. (laughs) So, she, she calls me. This just blew my mind, which I just want to say deployments. I'm just going to say this before I tell the story. Deployments are hard for everybody. Okay. They're hard for everybody. I am not belittling anybody's hardship. If you are at all affected by a deployment, except however, I am very judgmental of the women or men, whatever that have the bumper stickers that say military wife is the hardest job in the military. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that being in a war zone is harder than being here in your yoga pants, Barbara. I really feel like their job is harder. Especially when your husband is like six foot two living in like a tiny, sleeping in a twin size bed every night. I'm not saying it's not hard to be here and be like, I absolutely is, but hardest job in the military. Yes. I feel like there's some harder jobs in the military. But that's that's what I'm saying is like, even, even if, okay, harder, not as hard, whatever, at the end of the day, it's all hard. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. if you just put it on a baseline, okay, it's hard. 
we can all agree on that. Yes. Well, she calls me and she says, hey, I just talked to my friend and her husband is in the Marines and her son just joined the Marines and her son is going to deploy for the first time. And I asked her, is it harder for you for your husband to be gone or for your son to be gone? And she said that it's harder for the son to be gone. And so I just want to let you know that (laughs) it's harder on the mom for their son to be deployed than it is for the wife. <laughs> said, said, well, I, I'm going to bed alone every night. I'm eating dinner alone every night. I'm going grocery shopping alone every time. <laughs> you just bought a whole ass house alone. I just bought a whole house by myself. <laughs> Moved across a few states by myself. Like, and I said, what? You know, I didn't say this because I didn't want to get too too ruffled feathers. But I'm just thinking. What about your life has changed? You live in a completely different state. I'm not saying it's not hard. Of course, you're worried, right. but we're all worried. <laughs> you know, like right. your life doesn't change though. Like your day to day is not that different. Yeah. And I'm like, how how does one have the audacity to call someone else and say, by the way, I just want to let you know, this is harder for me than it is for you. <laughs> I'm like, what? She's minimizing. <laughs> how you're feeling (laughs) well and then and so then she proceeds because I of course say well basically I'm like my life has completely changed and and we don't even have kids so our whole world is hanging out with each other like when he's gone I'm completely alone for that whole time right so I go from doing everything with him you know throughout every day of my life to nothing and So it almost, and we always talk, it's kind of almost feels like a breakup, you know, you know, you're together, but I mean, it's like as if your person moved out, you know? Right. I have a lot of friends who are military spouses and they say it's like deployments are when everything breaks too. Yes. Oh yeah. It's like the universe knows that it's like the second their partner is gone, everything breaks. Yes. 100%. Car breaks, the house breaks, everything breaks. I can't open the pickle jar. Like I'm over here struggling. (laughs) Where's my man? (laughs) Right. Like even the little things like that. I'm just like, what, how do you have the audacity to say that, you know, but I'm not trying to say it's not hard for her, but. (laughs) Absolutely. She can't say that it's harder on her than it is you. That's just not fair. Yeah. I can just see her like, the moment her friend said that of like, I've got a golden ticket. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to call Alex and tell her how her struggle is not important. Oh, I know. She immediately called me. She's like, I got to tell her. <laughs> when I answer the phone, she's like, so I, I have something to tell you. And it sounds all big and serious. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, did something happen? Like, you know, and she's like, I just, just need to be honest and let you know. Uh, and she's like, proceeds to tell me that. I'm like, I need to be honest. <laughs> like, Can I just like, go back in time where I never answered the phone call? <laughs> I think she lives in this world where nobody has it as bad as her or nobody has it as good as her. Nobody has anything as much as her. So she has to make sure everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Me and my husband are at a point, like, we just try to consistently do marriage counseling. It's something that we were told. 100%. Early on, I come from, my both my parents have been divorced multiple times. And his parents have been together a long time, but obviously don't have the greatest relationship. So we try to stay ahead mm-hmm. of our issues. Um, we haven't always been good about that, of course, especially, you know, with deployments and things like that it's really hard so we try to always just you know stay with our marriage counselor work through things and we had talked to her about his mom because you know that's a really big stick it used to bother me a lot more than it does now but you know my my counselor had said do not ever try to win with a narcissist don't argue with them don't ever because they will never get it. And so luckily, we're at a point now because my husband for a long time wanted to confront wanted to, you know, fight, argue, call her out. And at this point, we're just like, that has a lot to do with and I think we may have mentioned it before, but they talk about gray rocking, 
with narcissists. What is that? Which is basically a, a tactic where you make yourself as interesting as the gray rock. Oh, yes. She, she said that. Because mm-hmm. like, narcissists need the drama. Yes. And so yeah. if you don't feed it. Because it, it's just fuel. Right. It's fuel. Yes. So I started that when I learned about it with my ex-husband um, years ago trying to co-parent. It was very volatile. It's great now, but as great as it can be. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say in case he hears this. <laughs> but there was a time that it was very volatile. And I heard about gray rocking. And so I started just answering texts with, you know, one word. Yes. No. 730. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't give him any information, like any personal information, because every little thing, you know, like, hey, we're going to stop at the park. And then we'll even that would turn into some Yes, I've noticed that drama. Like there's nothing you could say as innocent as you think mm-hmm. it is. that's not going to turn into. So I started doing that and then that pissed him off. So like he, he sent me this huge, long text that was like, I'm sick of these one word answers. And it was this like long thing. And I just responded, okay. <laughs> Once they realize they can't like get the rise out of you anymore, uh-huh. they, they get bored. You know, like they need a new source. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so, so this is just another side story. One time my husband jokingly made a comment because we're not ready for kids at all. And he made a comment. He was like, I'm just going to get a vasectomy. And my mother-in-law <laughs> went and told every single person she knows that her, her 25 year old son is going to get a vasectomy. And I'm like, why are you telling your friends about your friends? <laughs> even, even if he was serious, like that is so weird. So for my birthday last year, she is a huge FaceTime person, posts like 20 times a day on Facebook. Of course she does. It's an echo chamber. and she blocks everybody who comments something that she doesn't want on there all these haters and her her motto is her motto is even if people hate me they're still talking about me so like she always says that so she posts like 20 times a day she always posts happy birthday to everybody anybody whose birthday it is you know of the family happy birthday and last year she didn't post happy birthday about me (laughs) whatever but i knew that's her pat that's her passive way of being like i'm not posting and that's a great example because if you were to call her out on it she would have been like you know what i totally thought i did and i just missed it and like my yeah. world doesn't revolve around you like i had other things going exactly. on you know like there's always a way to sketch yes. to make you look like yep. you're the ridiculous yes, one 100 percent. and i'm sure she was waiting for it <laughs> Yes. And so my husband, you know, I tell him because we we both know she'll put he doesn't even have Facebook and she or anymore. He used to, but she will post about him, even though he doesn't use Facebook. Still happy birthday, you know, things like that. And so my husband knows firsthand that is actually a passive thing that she's doing. Right. And so he was like, let's wait till next year and see if she does it two years in a row. So my sister-in-law the favorite her birthday is actually two weeks after mine and she got this huge long birthday post about how she's she actually said my number one daughter-in-law <laughs> when she has two other ones like who does yes. that yes so huge long post and I sent it to my husband I'm like so she clearly is still posting birthdays on Facebook just not mine well, this year, my birthday was a couple weeks ago or whatever, a month ago, almost now. And she doesn't post. She sends me this short little happy birthday text. Well, for my sister-in-law's birthday, she specialized, made a $200 cake for her, made her a huge birthday post, threw her a surprise birthday party, bought matching shirts for everybody to wear, sash, whole nine, <laughs> for her birthday but everything's equal everything's equal didn't even she didn't even send me a card in the mail nothing and she always does that so and so my my husband was just like we want he's like I want so badly to say something because it's so obvious at this point but he's like I just keep listening to our counselor saying right don't do it don't do it and he did tell his dad he was like 
he's like, you know, venting one time. He's like, I don't think you realize like the things that mom does. Cause his dad had said something like, like, well, mom feels like there's something weird between, you know, her and your wife, like, I can't imagine you know, why. what's going on. And, and my husband's like, he was like, there is, he's like, from the beginning, the situation with my ex, the, you know, all these things. And he, and his dad doesn't have Facebook, so he doesn't see it. So he's like, and my husband was like, well, she, you know, she posts this kind of stuff. And my father-in-law was like, are you serious? Like, does she really do that? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why. There's a lot of people who I think wouldn't view those stories as ridiculous because they know her, but she would be able to turn it around right. and make me that way. So it's just not worth it Mm-mm. at the end of the Does day. Does she post things, my favorite thing that narcissists do, or they post things that they're like little platitudes or like little motivational stuff, but it's like absolutely the things that they need to hear. <laughs> Like, it's like they're they're talking about other people, but it's actually totally them. Yes, 100%. And she, post, she posts these things. There's two other things that she loves to post. One, about how her boys are her whole world and how being a mom is her greatest achievement and all this stuff. And I'm like, being a mom is your only achievement. <laughs> and that's a good achievement. It is. It is. It is. But but you don't have a life outside of being obsessed with your sons. And it's and it's not even it's not even she doesn't even post it because she's proud of being a mom. It's more so to be like, right, look, I'm a mom and to get people to say you are the number one mom. You're the best mom. Like, you know, that's what it's for. It's not for truly just being like, I'm proud that I'm a mom, because if you're proud that you're a mom, you don't have to go flaunt it around to every single person every day on Facebook. Right. Not that she's not proud, but it's for more than just being proud. I have a family member that is a narcissist and she was a terrible mother um, and she's very toxic, but she constantly posts things about like toxic people stealing your energy. And it's like, it's like, oh my God, verbatim the shit that she does all the time but it's like putting it out to the universe of like yes. don't let these type of people in your life <laughs> yes yes and she'll post these things that are like i'm gonna say how i feel and you know if anybody like has anything against that or like yeah. things like like she'll you know just stuff like that and i'm like never once have i heard you be straight up and it's always the passive right little you know behind the back gossip i'm like i would love to see you be straight up and say really how you feel <laughs> and not pull someone alone into the room <laughs> yeah you know and i found that like with my ex i have found ways to communicate that don't cause drama and it it's it's almost a manipulative way to convey information because I almost feel like you have to counter some of that manipulation yeah with its own you know like yes I feel bad about the way that I do it but like it has caused peace with us when it used to be like constantly at each other yeah my sister-in-law does that I think that's why they have such a good relationship because I think she has figured out exactly how to communicate with her yep to be at peace and you know and I think you know my husband you know he's been gone um on his deployment and I think he's only talked to her a handful of times and it's all on his own he he, it's him who I would never tell him to not talk to anybody in his you know who he wants to but he chooses not to because the only times that she has reached out to him are about her. She will send him huge texts about, here's what I did today, and I'm going to go do this. And she makes these little comments like, he wants to go to medical school, and he wants to be a doctor. That's like his life goal. And she'll say, not condescending, I don't know what the right word is, but like, she'll be like, so like, are you still trying to do that doctor school thing? <laughs> like, stop medical school (laughs) what yeah you know it's just and so that's the that's the level of interest that I feel like she takes in his life but then portrays like I'm this loving mother who you know it would be a totally different story if you looked at your kids and you were like I am so proud of you I'm so interested in what you do like I love you all this stuff but there's never a, a level of she doesn't care about 
what is important to him. She doesn't respect me. She doesn't respect his career goals. She doesn't respect those kinds of things that if you really want to make your child feel loved, you would be supportive all about. Yeah. Yeah. Supportive. Absolutely. It's a very delicate balance between playing the game and being a pushover or just always being in drama. Yes. I'm very good friends with my ex-husband's ex-wife. Um, I think she listens to this podcast. So, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but like her and I talk about it a lot, how to communicate with him in ways that don't cause blowups. And like, yeah, you think about all of this narcissism or even like narcissistic tendencies is rooted in insecurity. Yeah. Underneath it all, she's very insecure and is constantly looking for validation. Yeah. So I'll say things to our ex and I will start with feeding the ego. So I will say something like, I mean, you're a smart guy, so you'll understand that. Oh, that's and then I'll say what I want to say about our child versus if I would have just said, I think this about our child or about this, he would immediately counter it. Yeah. It would immediately be a fight, but because I disarmed him by like talking to the ego already, mm. he doesn't do that. Like it's very strange. Right. Yeah. And it, I, it feels like dirty when I do it almost because I'm like, I, I know <laughs> that I'm doing this like to not cause a fight. <laughs> uh, right. If I start with some kind of compliment like that, it like diffuses. It's so weird. She had said before or what I was saying about the call with, you know, I, it's harder for the mom than it is for the, for the wife. She had said, cause when I explained to her, well, here's what I go through her counter, you know, she's, they've got to have that counter is, well, you don't have kids. So you don't know what it's like right. and you don't, you know, and that was, and, and she was like, you'll, you'll love your kids more than you love your spouse. But will you love your kids more than you love yourself, lady? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why? choose you don't why 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 would i ever even put them on the same level of it's not even a more or less it's a different mm -hmm. it's a totally different thing exactly but you know they have to have some way to win and and she'll always win with that until i have kids and then i can say hey i don't have to i don't pick either one of them right but then it will be like, well, you don't have adult children or you don't have grandchildren. <laughs> so you don't That's know. That's so true. So true. It'll something be something else. else. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, my, my husband's obviously in the military and this with the whole political during the election, everybody's going crazy on Facebook, all this stuff. Of course, she's a Facebook freak. I won't talk about political sides because whatever, but she, wanted to take these family pictures that had a political statement in them. And my husband was like, no, I'm, I'm literally in the military. I'm not putting, I'm not taking any controversial pictures that are going to be posted online. Right. And, and she was like throwing a fit. She wanted to take these pictures. She pulls me aside and is like, don't you think this is so ridiculous? Like, it's just a picture, blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, and I told her like, I'm not going to stand here in secret and talk to you about this. Like he works for the government. He doesn't need pictures like that going around him online. I would bet my entire house that I could tell you, I know who she voted for without ever even meeting mm -hmm. her. I'm not going to say it out loud, mm -hmm. but I guarantee it. I would bet everything I have. <laughs> and you would be right. Yes. <laughs> 100%. And so so we decide we're not going to take, you know, this picture. And her response is, I'm just never going to take family pictures again. We, I'll just never put you guys through that. We'll just never, I'll never post another family picture since it causes problems. I'm so sorry that I... Martyr. It's the immediate martyring yep. of ourselves. And I was like, how can, how can you not look and be like, you know, I probably don't want to get my son in trouble with his job. <laughs> But that's just, there's so many little things like that with her that I'm just like, how does it, how does one, and it's because they're a narcissist, not just look at themselves and be like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. Why, why am I the way that I am? <laughs> because you can't rationalize nope. with an irrational person. You cannot. 
I have to tell myself that over and over and over sometimes. Like you're not mm -hmm. dealing with someone else who thinks like you. Yeah. You're dealing with someone who's not capable of that type of thought. So it's just never gonna, like your therapist said, like there's just no point mm -hmm. in arguing. Yeah. You're never gonna see it. Tell me if, if I'm the only one, but sometimes I will sit there and I'll start to be like, am I the narcissist? Right. If you're asking yourself, you're not. Right. Because <laughs> she would never ask herself, am I? Am I the problem? A narcissist <laughs> would never do that. Yeah, because I really do. I sit there. I'm like, why am I the one that seems to be? But then I'm like, oh wait, I'm not the only one. Okay. <laughs> she's got she's got all the she's got all the other ones blocked on Facebook. That's how I don't see them. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But do you guys have any tips for me? I, oh boy. Oh, Ella probably does. Go ahead, Ella. <laughs> I know. I, I don't. Um, I did not have a relationship with my mother-in-law really other than calling her and telling her that our daughter relapsed again and she needs to help. <laughs> mm. But no, no, I, she, she was also a narcissist, but I, we kind of stayed out of, well, I stayed out of the drama mostly, or at least I tried. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get involved. I think that family, like there was a lot of narcissists. There were, there were just a bunch, it was a whole bunch of them. I think it was in their DNA. Right. And I think that really is the case too. Sometimes like if a narcissist is raising a child, they can raise them into mm -hmm. a narcissist sure. too. You yeah. Know? Well, and a lot of times, like I said, you, you take on qualities of what is coming at you in order as a defense. Yeah. You know, so like children who have to do that their entire life often turn out to be that way too like your husband got lucky that he's just not susceptible like that personality wise mm -hmm. but my only advice would be the communication like how you do it and i'm a leo like you are so my immediate response is always <laughs> to just like yes i'm so right and i am not getting off this goddamn call until everybody realizes it yeah and i had to just let that go <laughs> mm -hmm. like with my i just had to keep it simple even agree with him when i don't agree with him to protect my own peace and like mm -hmm. communicate in a way where i know the peace will be kept you know even when it just feels so dirty contain the fire i'm also okay. i'm a leo moon so i i have some fiery tendencies too mm -hmm. but um when i was around that family i usually just kept to myself and just tried not to say anything and then if i did say anything it didn't matter what i said it was always a problem anytime i drop a truth bomb. i'm the condescending bitch sitting there all the time <laughs> like so it just got to a point where i just never I just really try not to say anything ever because it was just pointless. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that. Like, it's not who I am. <laughs> I can't deal in unreality. Yeah. So I can agree and I can go along if we're just talking about like bullshit. But when something is said that's completely not factual, I can't, I have to say something. And so I will say it in a way of like, well, you're smart. You know that that's not how it went down, but I'm sure it probably felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I try to, <laughs> I try to do it that way. Um, or like, you know, well, you're not an idiot. So you know that because what's the counter to that? No, hold on. Actually, I am an idiot. You know, like they won't counter it because you're feeding that piece, but you're still getting to say what you need to say, but then you very quickly move. Yeah. And I don't think it's dirty. I think there's a there's there's a right way to communicate where you can keep the peace. I don't I don't think that you're doing anything manipulative or yeah I don't think you so know either. wrong. I I I think you're communicating in the most effective way where you're not causing a rise and and causing drama mm -hmm. in an argument. I think that's right. the whole point of communicating. You're doing the most right thing. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> None of them may be like the right thing 100% because there will never be a right, right thing. Yeah. For me, do I just keep the, you know, because she calls me, like, I, I don't answer. My husband doesn't really answer that much. Like, keeping it like that, I guess. Yeah. Hold your boundaries. I yeah, mean, if, if, you're, if you do not feel like talking to her don't talk to her 
That's hard. I know. Surface. I know, but if it's if it's gonna cause if it's gonna (laughs) cause you to feel bad, then you gotta hold that boundary and be like, no, I'm not gonna let you break this boundary that I've set. Yeah, because then you get off the phone with those people, and then you're just on fire yeah, for the rest of the night, <laughs> or you're drained. Oh. Like they've just sucked the all the energy out of you, and that's not a good feeling. Even if it's a decent conversation, those just little jabs. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, because there's <laughs> all, they're always going to be there, right? There, there's always these comments that they want to tear you down. Right. My husband cut his mother out at one point um, years ago, and I kind of brokered a deal <laughs> to, to get them back together. Um, she's not a narcissist, but she's got her own host of stuff. But um, I remember like her, her and I would have lots of conversations where I was very gentle about like, he did this for reasons, you know, there's a whole lot of hurt there and a whole lot of things that you don't, I would say it gently, but Mm -hmm. she would get to a point where she'd start to get mad and be like, I feel like I raised him better than this. And I'd be like, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. let's talk about how his feelings are valid right? and mm-hmm. these things. And so I, w- I would correct it a little bit, but also be gentle. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, I can't convince him to come back. But what I can tell you is like, if he does choose to like, don't be the same person that he left. Right. You know, like go fix the things that are the problem. And she did like she went and got a medication and she's wonderful now. But like, good, it was a weird line. Right. Well, and I feel like with those kinds of people with that response of I thought I raised them better than that. It's not all about you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, that's they're their own person. From day one, from day one, you are an individual person and you're never going to be like your parents. (laughs) Yes. And that is a huge thing. Me and my husband try. And my husband is so he is the most like tolerant, supportive, like, of everything. He's like, if my kid comes out purple, I'm loving, you know? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. That person, I'm not having a kid to have my own agenda met by this child. Right. They are, I'm having a kid because I want to bring a new soul into the world to be their own soul. Mm-hmm. And his mom does not understand that. He came into the world with an agenda. Like she had an agenda for him. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't a clean slate of like, I'm going to have you and you're going to fulfill these needs for me. Yes. <laughs> not you're going to be your own person. Yeah. yeah. And it's still ongoing. And I think it's just when you have so many, there's so many people out there that I think do have kids for that for those reasons. That's why so many kids have broken relationships with their families and their parents because people don't don't understand from day one you are your own person. Yep. Yeah. Trying to make kids conform into something they're not, yeah, is never going to go well. Expectations never. are never mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a difference between teaching your children how to think versus what to think. Yes, you mm-hmm. know, like yes, I'm an atheist. And my goal is not to raise little atheists. Right. My goal is to raise critical, open-minded, analytical people who make their own choice. And if they want to be Christians or Buddhist or whatever, I will celebrate that and I will be so supportive of it. Right. You make the choice for you and use these tools that I taught you. You don't have to be a carbon copy of me, you know, your own person. That's how so many of us as adults have been raised into these like, triggering trauma wounds right we have these we have these deep wounds of not being accepted for you know whatever you believe in that gave us this path to follow right to be our true like authentic self when we're told by the people around us to be a certain way Mm -hmm. that doesn't align with who we are now you don't feel like you can be yourself and then you make decisions based on not being yourself and then it's spiral of decisions that aren't authentic. Yeah. And the world is going to be hard enough on your kids. Like home doesn't need to be a battle also where you're struggling to be understood and struggling to be accepted. Right. That should be your safe place. That's right. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. This has been really fun. And we really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to resonate with a lot of people and help, I think. So it's very good. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you want to support our show further, you can share our podcast with your friends, follow us on our socials at MGCOMPod, or sign up for our Patreon to help keep the show going with a donation. Or you can become a patron for exclusive access to bonus content and interact with us and other loyal listeners on our feed. Meanwhile, if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a positive review. If you didn't, no worries. Move on about your day. If you want to share your story on our show, please visit our website at NGCOMPod.com to fill out the contact us form. Thanks again for listening.